This morning we are continuing our sermon series, Mark My Words. We're still in the Gospel of Mark. And we're looking at the question that James and John asked Jesus. When you enter your throne, can we sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and one on your left? And Jesus responds with yet another question. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Are you able to be baptized in the baptism that I'm about to be plunged into? Scripture lesson this morning comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. I invite you to stand as we hear God's word this morning. James and John, Zebedee's sons, came up to him. Teacher, we have something we want you to do for us. What is it? I'll see what I can do. Arrange it, they said, so that we will be awarded the highest places of honor in your glory, one of us at your right, the other at your left. Jesus said, you have no idea what you're asking. Are you capable of drinking the cup I drink, of being baptized in the baptism I'm about to be plunged into? Sure, they said, why not? Jesus said, come to think of it, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized in my baptism. But as to awarding places of honor, that's not my business. There are other arrangements for that. When the other ten heard of, their, of this conversation, they lost their tempers with James and John. Jesus got them together to settle things down. You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, he said. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. Especially when it comes time for him to enter into his kingdom. They boldly go up to Jesus and say, Arrange it so that we can be awarded places of honor when you go into your glory. One on your right and one on your left. James and John uh, go to Jesus and basically ask him for a place at the top, a place at the front, a place above all of the other disciples. Can you believe the nerve of these two? I mean, the audacity to go to Jesus and ask this question, what makes them think that they have a place at the top over these disciples? But at least in Mark's version, James and John have the guts to ask this question themselves because in Matthew's version of this story, instead of James and John going to Jesus and asking for this, they send their mother to do it instead. Nothing like sending your mom in to do your dirty work, right? Hey, mom, do you think you could ask Jesus if we could be in places of honor? Now, whether they ask this question or it's their mother, either way, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. Jesus has made it clear that uh, he, what he's going to face in Jerusalem. He's already predicted his death, not once, not twice, but three times at this point in Mark's gospel. And yet, as they get closer to Jerusalem, this request still proves that the disciples do not understand what Jesus is talking about. They still think that going to Jerusalem means that Jesus is going to enter his kingdom. It's going to be a place of glory, like he's going to be able to walk in and, and be recognized as king, but they don't realize that first comes a cross. So Jesus says, you have no idea what you're asking. Are you capable of drinking the cup I drink, of being baptized in the baptism I'm about to be plunged into? You know, perhaps the worst part of this question is not the question itself, which is bad enough, but it's the timing. Right on the heels of Jesus' prediction of his death. 
And perhaps that's why Jesus is talking about the cup that he is going to have to drink. This imagery points us to when Jesus will cry out in anguish in the garden of Gethsemane. And he will plead with God saying, my father, if it's possible, take this cup of suffering away from me. However, not what I want, but what you want. Not my will, but thy will be done. This cup, which is one that even Jesus will have difficulty with, is now being offered to James and John. Jesus asks, are you able to drink this cup? Are you able to be baptized into this baptism? It's a question that echoes Jesus' call to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. This cup speaks of real pain and real suffering. This baptism represents a real death. But James and John don't understand what Jesus is really talking about. They don't understand that this is a true call to sacrifice. And so in their arrogance, they say, sure, why not? Sounds good. James and John are so caught up in their quest for greatness that they've lost sight of their initial call. They don't spend a lot of time prayerfully contemplating the question, am I really able to drink this cup? Am I really able to be baptized in the way that Jesus will be? Am I really willing to follow Jesus wherever he leads me? You know, it's easy to answer that question for them now, but when it comes time for Jesus to be crucified, they disappear. Instead of James and John being crucified next to Jesus, one on his right and one on his left, instead, Jesus is joined with the lowest of the low, with two criminals, with thieves. It appears that the disciples have forgotten that initial call. That call was not a call to believe all the right things or even do all the right things. That first initial call was simply, follow me. That's it. Follow me. Christian is somebody who follows Jesus, who tries to follow Jesus. I had a friend in high school who used to say, I'm a Christian, I'm just not a very good one. (laughs) Have you ever thought that about yourself maybe? But I think as we look throughout the Gospels, we can see... That's true of a lot of people who were following Jesus, right? They didn't always get it right. They messed up. They made mistakes. The disciples, they never understand what Jesus is talking about. Um, The disciples fall asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus asked them to stay awake and pray. They misunderstand. They misinterpret. They let Jesus down time and time again. But that doesn't mean that they stop being his disciples, As Bishop Will Willimon says, Jesus' criticism of the disciples does not mean that they are not real disciples. It means that they are still on the journey. They are on the way. If they had not committed themselves to follow Jesus, if they were not linked to him and his way, there would be no need for correction. Faith does not mean that they have arrived. It means that they are on the way. Our faith is a journey. It's not just a one moment in time. You know, some people can tell you the second they became a Christian, right down to the day, to the hour, to the minute. Other people can't do that. Like for me, for example, I can't think of one 
moment where it became clear that I was a Christian, but I can think of several moments throughout my life where I felt God's call and responded. I can't re really think of a time in my life when I wasn't a Christian. Um, and over time, I think each of us were called not just to have that initial moment where we receive salvation, but to foster that, to walk as disciples each and every day after that moment, to continue following Jesus and to live into that role of what it means to be a disciple. It's about finding ways to, to serve others by serving God. It's like uh, teachers who go to Walmart after school and they buy a student a pair of shoes because they know that their parents can't afford to buy the kid's shoes themselves. It's like doctors who volunteer their time at a free medical clinic on the weekends for people who can't afford insurance. Like lawyers who do free legal work for someone because they know that they're struggling to make ends meet. Taking the time to talk to a friend through a difficult time relationship crisis, bringing friends uh, meals when they've lost loved ones, struggling through a difficult time. It's in those mundane, ordinary, daily moments where we truly live in that call to serve others and be disciples. As a great reformer, Martin Luther once said, God is the God of the humble, the miserable, the afflicted, the oppressed, the desperate, and of those who have been brought down to nothing at all. And it is the nature of God to exalt the humble, to feed the hungry, to enlighten the blind, to comfort the miserable and afflicted, to justify sinners, to give life to the dead, and to save those who are desperate. We're called to look beyond our own desires for greatness and see the greatness in others, to respond in love and kindness, to serve instead of being served. Over time, we see the disciples grow in their faith. Following Jesus' resurrection, we see them take on new roles. We see them reach out to others. We see them make new disciples through the book of Acts. We see, see them do incredible, amazing things. When Jesus originally asked James and John that question, are you able to drink from this cup? They didn't really know what he was talking about. But I think we can see how they're both able to truly answer yes to that question in the end. They were both able to share in this invitation that Jesus extended to them. They were both able to give of themselves in order to further the kingdom of God. Today we're invited to strip away our selfish desires and to join Jesus in the important work of serving others. Rather than focusing on the question, what can Jesus do for me? Instead, we can ask the question, how can I serve others and make a difference in the kingdom for Jesus? As we journey through this season of Lent, we can ask ourselves the question, am I able to drink this cup? Am I able to be baptized with the baptism of Christ? Let us pray. God of power and God of glory, we thank you for being patient with us. As your disciples, we don't always end up living up to the call that you've placed on our lives. Help us to follow you during this season of Lent as we seek to grow closer and closer to you. Lord, we ask that you would point out those things in our lives that we need to let go of. May we give up the things that are holding us back from you. 
as we think about all the things that you've done for us, help us to share that message with others so that everyone can hear about your great message of hope, love, grace, and redemption. Lord, help us to serve you by serving others. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Go please stand.